Hello. Welcome to the Alexis Carrington Dynasty podcast. I'm the uh, commissioner of the league, and I'm joined by... Sorry, shall I, shall I jump in now? Yes. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny. I, uh, I'm also part of this podcast with Angelo. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been doing fantasy football with Angelo and many others in this league uh, for best part of the last seven, eight years, I think. Yeah, that sounds um, about right. Yeah. yeah. Um, never done a dynasty league before, so I've got a lot to learn, and I'm very excited to, to be doing it. Um, so, yeah. Hello. Hello, everyone. All right. Great. Yeah, I mean, we can, uh, I guess we should tuck our shirts in and get ready to talk football, or this league in particular. You ready? Uh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Feeling okay? I'm not sure if you want had some questions or how. I don't know how many people I speak for with this because um, from conversations that we've had on the WhatsApp group, it seems as if a lot of people have already done this kind of league before or have um, familiarity with the league format. But um, I've never done it before. And I'm kind of curious about a few things that have come out of the the rules that you sent over. Um, And it would be good to kind of shed some light on it for myself, but maybe for some other people who aren't completely familiar with it. Um, And I guess the first first question that I had around it was the 24 hours per pick. Um, It seems like quite a long long period. Uh, It could kind of stretch out across nearly a month's worth of picks. Um, so what are your suggestions for um, kind of picking quickly? Um, do you do research beforehand or do you kind of use that time, that 24-hour period to to do the research? How would you structure the time? How would I personally structure the time? I mean, let me start. I mean, there are a few questions in there. So I guess I can start with the, the main one, which is why a 24-hour clock? All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Twenty-four hour clock. So this is like a slow draft uh, format. Um, I wasn't sure exactly like if that was the right way to do it, but then I thought, you know, there's people playing in uh, the U.S. We've got me here in Germany, you guys in the U.K. So that's where time zones come into factor. Um, even people might be working, and I understand you can't always, you know, if you're up on the clock or whatever, you might not, you know, picking your <laughs> Your, your star player uh, might not be number one on your list, right? Especially if you're busy at work. So yeah, that's why I thought 24 hours is a good enough time. It kind of leaves a lot of leeway, a leeway for people to um, handle their business, right? So with the time zone difference, people going to sleep, people getting up, being at work, you have some flexibility. Um, and that's why, yeah. I've got, I decided that was the best format. I'm not too stressed about it um, running forever because I've seen other leagues doing it and they honestly don't take, you know, we're not going to be still drafting and uh, the first week of the season's coming up. I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, no, I think you've timed it pretty well. I mean, even if it does, if, even if it did take 24 hours per person, I don't think we'd hit the beginning of the season my calculations so it should it should still be fine um as far as preparing for it yeah it's it's you know it's your draft um and i think that's the other part of the reason why it's so long it's it's um it's just this initial startup draft right so 
you can figure out how you want to build your team or what your picks are or who you want to how you want to build the team. I think the other thing that's important too to remember is you within the startup draft you still have the opportunity to trade your you know move up or move down in your draft position too. So there's a little bit you know there could be some strategy here or um, you know or you just keep your keep keep you know keep stay where you are. But maybe um, there's someone you really wanted and someone's going to you know, is, um, has an earlier pick than you, and maybe you can work out a trade with them to get that pick instead. <clears throat> yeah. So, so how would you trade with, um, with someone? How, how would you negotiate with them? Do you negotiate on WhatsApp? Do you negotiate privately? How would that work? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't use WhatsApp. I mean, <clears throat> you can. Everyone has the Sleeper app. They should have it, and there's a whole chat function in there. And I think you guys could do it in, in there. And, and on top of that, too, you're able to, through Sleeper, you can propose your... Um, I would always suggest, though, if you want to make a trade, you should probably speak to the f person first um, before just randomly submitting uh, a trade to them, even if it's just for these draft picks. What's interesting here, though, too, is you can trade your picks within this draft, and you can also trade future, future picks. And it, I suppose that's... That's one of the differences, but what what more differences would you say there are between the um, the dynasty league and a regular fantasy football league? So apart from I guess the drafting process and the fact that you can um, you can negotiate and um, change your um, picks and you can exchange um, I guess picks. How would you? How would you say it also differs from a regular fantasy football league? And what should people know about this particular kind of league? Um, I think the first thing is most people probably play like a redraft league. So like our ESPN league, um, where every year you kind of just, everyone just drafts again, has a new team. Great. Uh, this is a bit different. So the core of your team, you know, it's 25 rounds, 25 players in the uh, startup draft. You've got... That's the main draft, and that's the only one we have, right? All future drafts then are going to be um, basically a four-round rookie draft, which will also include some whatever free agents are still in the pool at the time the draft rolls around. But it's primarily for rookies, so I think the there's going to it will be a slightly different strategy, I guess, in how you build your team. Are you looking to win now, or are you going to be looking to win in two years' time? Hopefully, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All depends on how you want to build the team out. And you mentioned something about um, a fab system and the fact that you can. Um, everyone has a certain amount of credits that they can use towards the um, uh, waivers. How how does that work? Yeah, so it's um, free agent acquisition budget. So instead of everyone getting like a priority, like we've seen in the other leagues, or you know the person with the worst record gets the first um, waiver pick. Um, this fab budget system is basically a blind auction system in a sense. Everyone has 200 credits or whatever you want to call it, but it's 200. And you just put a bid on a player. So we both want a player that's on the waiver wire. Um, you put a bid in, I don't know, let's say for I put a bid in for three credits. I hope I get them. Um, but then you've put a bid in for four. And then when waiver's clear, you've got them. And what would you say is the um, the average someone would bid? 
So tell me more about the process. So would someone go in, because it's 200 per season, right? Yeah. Yeah, so how, how hard would you hit a, a, a waiver, do you think? Say, for example, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good pick. Say it's, um, I don't know, starting running backs cropped for the season and all of a sudden you've got the backup who's going to become the first string and everyone's going to jump on that particular bandwagon. What do you think... How how would you go about doing something like that? How much would you invest in it, and and what would what would your moves be? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, it depends on what my team looks like. I mean, number one, I mean, I find that this is the most equitable uh, waiver system where everyone has a chance to get a player. Um, that's the problem. I think with Fab, you'd have to. Everyone's going to value differently. Um, I wouldn't bid two hundred on one player. I would probably, you would have to think of it in a, a percentage of your amount is how you treat it. And there are loads of um, online, I mean, I don't know them off the top of my head, but during the season, just like you get um, updates and different info on uh, waiver wire, you know, pickups, you'll also see similar things for fab and basically projections on what the percentage of your fab should be, right? That you should spend on a player. Yeah. And you mentioned that the season in the NFL has changed um, and it's 17 games now, right? 17 weeks. How does that impact the season? And will the season go up to the playoffs or does it stop before the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, so the rules were put in place before the NFL and the um, the Players Association agreed this, um, finalized this deal. So we'll still have a regular season to week 13. And then with the playoffs, um, weeks 14, 15, and 16. Yeah, there won't be any change to that scheduling. And then that means, uh, I guess everyone can enjoy week 17 without having to worry about their fantasy team in this league, at least. Yeah, and, I, and then, you know, maybe it's something, um, i.e. in the rules, we can bring this up to a vote and see if, um, we do want to make it extend the regular season by a week or um, do something with the playoffs. That can be discussed in the future. Yeah. So you've never played Dynasty, right? So what are you kind of like expecting to happen in this league? Or what are your what are your kind of thoughts going in, you know? I think what I'm expecting from this league is um, a lot of confusion, to be honest. Um, a lot of confusion with regards to how to structure my um, my waivers. I mean, historically, I've played the waiver-wise quite heavily throughout the, the season. I've always tried to keep track of the, um, the, the, the waivers, but also other people's teams um, to, to make sure that I'm picking people up strategically and not just kind of because I need them at that moment in time. Um, and so far, that's been useful in the regular fantasy football league. But that doing it differently, using the fab system, um, having the the kind of the rookie draft from year two, um, it, it changes the dynamic um, a bit. So I, I guess I think there'll be a lot of confusion uh, for me with with the first few weeks, just trying to learn the system, learn how, how it all works. Um, 
but I'm excited. I'm excited. I think um, having that longevity to it and, and building a team, not just for this year, but for years to come will be really interesting. Um, I mean, I remember scenarios where um, I would try and keep players um, from one year to the next, and then these players would retire <laughs> because I, I, I didn't know enough about them to, um, to to know that they were towards the end of their career. So maybe they'd had a really good season and I kept them and then they ended up retiring. I remember Matt Forte was one of them. So, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, I'm excited, but I am also apprehensive that um, I've got a lot to live up with for myself and in myself, having done reasonably well in the normal fantasy football league. Um, I don't quite know what to expect in a dynasty league, but yeah, no, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I think um, it will be different. I think to be fair, um, I think most of the guys, I don't know, if, I don't think many of them have played. Maybe one or two, but I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think so. Everyone is fresh to this format. I think, I think it'd be good to, um, I don't know your thoughts, but it'd be good to get some of the teams of the um, uh, the managers on this podcast maybe get their views get their questions see if we can um see if we can get some people involved i don't know if you want to make a shout out to anyone who might be yeah interested. of course i mean that's an open invitation um i wouldn't mind having a couple guys whenever they want to sit down and just chat and to be fair we could we could talk a little bit of football uh this league in general or we could just also just like uh, shoot the shit for a little bit too right get to know each other i mean I, obviously a couple of the guys i do know you know the guys mostly all of you guys from the uk except for one of the newer guys that joined um and then yeah and then the other guys are from the yahoo league and my friend matthew and so yeah it's it's um it would be cool to get some of the guys yeah there's who would i want to i think it'd be cool to get um ali maybe on alan um and maybe we can see if we can get one of the guys from the U.S. It's always a problem with the timing, but maybe um, Matthew and I think Josh could be pretty interesting. Basically, anyone who wants to come on, we'd love to have you on. Let's let's put it that way. At least that's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it would be good. It would be good to get perspectives um, from people who um, perhaps, like myself, haven't actually played a Dynasty League before but they might have given it some thought. They might have their own um, ways of doing things and they'd be interested to kind of tap into that and, yeah, as you say, get to know the people a little bit more. So I think that's that's a really good idea. What do you think? Actually, I mean, I know you mentioned it earlier and um, you were talking about like how you work the waiver wire in the ESPN league. You know, what, what, do, you, what do you think, yeah. apart from um, at times being lucky as a part of this factor because it is... I think fantasy football is also a luck game, but what have you done to make, you know, give yourself a better chance of winning? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is luck. A lot of it is luck because um, you can be 0-3. I think last season I was 0-3, the season before I was 0-4. And I just started to look at the players that weren't performing um, in my team. And I dropped them without thinking twice. And I picked up, people who in the first kind of two or three weeks were doing well. Players that maybe no one had heard of, players that started second or third in the in the roster depth. 
and started them. And yeah, initially they they maybe pick up seven, eight points a game, but they they're consistent performers, um, which means that when you then have you're playing against teams who are starting maybe people who on paper should be a lot better, consistency tends to win because you'll then have people who start to drop points. And that's, I guess, how often, um, even if I don't have the highest points for, I often play against teams who who don't actually score many points. Um, so often my points against are quite low. And I think, I'm guessing, um, looking at, at the last few seasons, it's because I'm taking players off the waiver wire that other people might pick up after maybe a couple more weeks. Um, so I guess the the thing that's worked for me is definitely having just, just going for it. If I see that a player for two games has done well and the projections for the following week are okay, then I'll just pick them up. If I have a player that isn't doing very well, regardless of their name um, and background and history, if, if they're not performing well, there's obviously something wrong. They don't, I don't know, there's a new coach, they don't fit in well within the system or they've changed their whole um, offensive line that season and they're struggling to to work with them. There's always something, there's always a telltale sign. So I just drop them and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I guess for the last um, three or four seasons, it has worked and that's where luck comes in because you, you need to you need to have that luck. Yeah, and do you think that strategy will um, transfer then into this other league? with a different waiver um, system? I don't know. I, I Honestly, I don't know because, uh, and this is this leads back to the question that I asked you earlier about the how many credits would you use? Because if I see a player who's doing pretty well, um, I will expect uh, other managers to try and bid on that player. So my, my concern is that I'll try and go too high too quickly um, and I'll get to the end of the seasons with very few credits at my disposal to... Um, maybe pick up people who are um, second in the roster depth and the first, I don't know, the first running back gets injured because of, um, I don't know, they've they've overplayed or something. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know what to expect. But what I do know is that I'm going to have to um, do a lot of research. And that's that's something that I would suggest to anyone who hasn't played Dynasty before, do a lot of research on how to make the most of it, I guess, how to make your money your credits stretch, um, who to bid on, who not to yeah. bid on. And... I mean, the other thing too, yeah, the other thing too is um, trade offers can you can also have um, fab included. So there's a lot of um, little bits and pieces that you can. You... So how would that work? So if you had a trade offer, could you trade some of your credits? Yeah, it would be included. I mean, no one's going to trade you a player though for some credits. Okay. I, don't, I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe someone will, to be fair. I shouldn't say that, but as the commissioner, I, I mean, I encourage all sorts of trading, but I just don't think someone would trade um, a player for 50 credits. Why not? I don't know. I guess if it's maybe a back-end bench player, then maybe, but then that trade's not going to happen anyway. I think um, I would see the fab being included in a trade as kind of like a, a sweetener or something like this. Not as a standalone trade offer. No, so you would you would trade a player plus credits. Yeah, because that's one thing that I've always struggled with um, in the regular fantasy football leagues. Because I often find that I only want to trade with people if I know it's going to make my team better. 
and the people you are trying to trade with will very quickly figure out that that's not going to make their team better. So unless you're trying to trade for someone on their bench who they've never used um, because they've got a really strong first team, you're not going to get that trade. So I would think almost the opposite of what you're saying. And I mean, please prove me wrong. But I I would expect that if you put um, a player who maybe isn't as good as the player you're going for, plus credits, that might be a sweetener and you might get the player. Or is that not how it works? It could work. I'm not saying it. So, okay, sorry. I should clarify. I don't think you'll see any straight player for credit trade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You might see something you're talking about. I mean, again, like I said earlier, I think the trades. Yeah. I mean, everyone always values their players more, right? And you go to someone and then, so, I mean, that's expected, but you have to kind of maybe hopefully, I think in this kind of league though, too, it's set up in a way to encourage more trading because of the way the um, league format is. And I think that it, there should be more trades. And remember, you can even, tra- and, and in your trade offers, you can include um, future rookie trade draft picks as well. So future first, second, third, or fourth round picks. And I mean, that's another, you know, that's something else. You, and everyone has to kind of figure out how they value that themselves. So as me, as commissioner, like, what do you expect from me? I guess, and I'm, I'm, you're, you can talk for yourself. Obviously, you're not talking for the whole league, but I'd be interested uh, to get a feel for what you're expecting me to do. It, it depends how politically correct you want my answer to be. <laughs> um, I think the the one thing that I would expect, um, particularly for this season, is guidance from the commissioner, and and by guidance I mean um, I'm sure, uh, as you said. I'm probably not the only person who is um, new to this and who hasn't done this before. So I guess if the commissioner were to see things that look odd to him, um, I would expect some guidance. So, for example, if you were to see uh, a particular thing happen on the waivers um, that you think, hold on, I think this is something that's happening because they don't quite know what they're doing, it would be good if if you would step in. And if nothing else, maybe not say don't do that, but have you considered this? Um, because I think there will be, and I, again, I speak for myself, I don't know what other people's experience is, but I, I know that I will probably make moves that I'm doing because I assume they might be right, but I have absolutely no idea if they are. So I guess having that guidance, and again, I mean, it would be against the rules for you to say don't do that, but perhaps just having that like uh, initial for the first, I don't know, two, three weeks maximum, but just having that, um, okay, have you considered doing that or have you considered doing the other um, just so that everyone, even the people who have never done it before, stand a chance of actually learning the platform and learning the process as quickly as possible so that from, say, week three or four, everyone's on a level playing field because everyone has that knowledge that they've been able to gain quite quickly. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think... And this is so with this with sleeper too. This is interesting. This is my first time, obviously, setting up something on here. And the way the waivers are set up um, with Fab, it's all okay. Um, but I, I'm having trouble. I don't have real trouble to be fair. But we're gonna have Fab is basically waivers are gonna run every day through the whole week. Um, only on Sundays there won't be any waivers. So that will be like free agency pickup day, you know. And that's that's to kind of accommodate maybe for some of these 
uh, last minute injuries or people getting scratched, you know, before the game and you at least have 90 yeah. minutes to find a player. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye out and see. Um, I think the, the league will probably police itself pretty well. Um, and anyone and everyone's always able to raise it, you know, raise a question or reach out to me or ask the group. And we just go from there. It's it's pretty open, you know. There's no real secrets, I guess. I mean, I've you know the rules I've shared multiple times before I finalized them. Um, if people didn't read them, that's okay. You know, I can, I would I would hope you have or at least skim them maybe. But um, I'm I'm able to help and clarify. So yeah, I want it to be fun. I don't want it to be confusing. Um, I do just want to have a good time. And of course, you know, I want I want to win. You know, but I, I want to win at the same, you know, not by, uh, just by following the rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone knows the commissioner can't win because if the commissioner wins, there's something shady happening. Yeah. So. I mean, I haven't, yeah. So the ESPN league, I've never won. I've, I've never won that league. And I think, um, you'd have to ask, we'd have to ask, uh, Robbie, he, who's the commissioner of the Yahoo league, if he's ever won that league. I don't know. You know, I don't know. All I know is that I played in the Yahoo League once and did pretty well and then was never invited back. So maybe that was, maybe that says something. I don't know. I'll have to speak to Robbie about that. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I mean, but. <laughs> I know, but it cut deep, man. It cut deep. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. It really, <laughs> you're still thinking about it now. It's a problem. You, you really, you really fucked him up, uh, Robbie, for not inviting <laughs> him back. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forgive you. I don't know if there's anything else that you want to talk about. I mean, look, look, guys, I'm really looking forward to getting this league up and running. You know, the draft is starting in about uh, 24 days. I don't know. I have to check the app. But it's, you know, basically the Sunday after the NFL draft is completed, we'll start drafting. So that's like 6 p.m. my time, um, 5 p.m. in the U.K. and 12 noon in on the East Coast in the U.S., so yeah, I think um <clears throat> looking forward to it, to be fair. It should be a lot of fun and yeah. And I think we just have to have to just send a few things around. There'll be a new newsletter coming out um before the draft where I'll make some I'll highlight a few things for the upcoming draft and whatever, and I would love to get some questions. I'll send messages out in Sleeper and on WhatsApp as well. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. We've also, we're going to have a um, letter from the fans um, segment, but uh, we don't have any fans yet. <laughs> so there's no letters from the fans. There was, there was one guy yeah. that sent something. He, he was um, Bert at your mom's house, but we didn't, I didn't, I didn't, um, I just threw it away. He was at my, your mom's house. <laughs> at your mom. He was at your mom's house. Sorry, Dan. Your mama's house. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's close the um, let's close this first ever episode of the Alexis Carrington Dynasty podcast with one sentence from the commish, and that one sentence needs to um, needs to be a motivator for all of the managers in the league. What would you say in one sentence to everyone to get people really excited about the upcoming league and the upcoming season? 
to be excited for the league. Yeah, I think I don't know what to say. It's kind of a you caught me on the spot here. <laughs> Um, you know, I guess there's one thing I would say, and if it has to be one sentence, take the long view, right? Like, you know, this is hopefully if um, this league, um, we can keep it going for a while. We've had some success with the ESPN league and maintaining that. And um, that's been a lot of fun. But yeah, take a long view. I think um, don't get too frustrated that maybe you're starting off a little bit weak. Yeah, just keep at it. It's fun. Um, you know, we can keep some trash talk. I don't really care. I'd rather, yeah, just have fun. Enjoy it. If it's a new format for you, let's all just uh, get cracking. But yeah, take the, I think it's important. Yeah, take the long view. You might not win year one, but maybe you're building your team. We'll do it in year two or three. And and then maybe you'll, you know, win back to back. And maybe Danny, you know, maybe um, this is a league you won't win a championship in. Who knows? It's a, it's a different format. Maybe. Maybe, but that'll be my excuse. My excuse will be it's a different format. And I'll, I'll be repeating that year after year after year after yeah. year until I win. Then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I cracked it. That's cool. I think that's really good advice. Yeah, definitely. Long game is key. Making sure that everyone knows what they're doing, not just for the now, but for for next season as well. Because you don't want to have loads of veterans in your uh, team and then end up having to completely redraft yeah. the um, the following season. And I guess also don't, don't have sexual activity with your massage therapist. Um, I think that is also very, very important. Uh, allegedly, alleged, alleged, allegedly, yes, allegedly. Yeah. So the, um, we'll just have to see. I mean, that'd be interesting because he's like a very top um, QB option, and we'll just have to see how that plays out. Still, probably, um, well, plenty of time. Yeah, um, we'll see what happens. All right, guys. Yeah, this has been. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've had a good time uh, chatting to Danny. Um, I think the next episodes won't be in the beginning. I think if we're just kind of, I wanted to talk through some of the Danny's questions that he had and just go run down through some of the the settings and rules. But we're always welcome to hear from you guys. It would be great to get some fan or listener mail. I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I think that the first one was definitely more informational, but I think the more... The more stuff we, we, we can cover, the better. Anyone who wants to be a part of it, it'd be really cool. And yeah, I mean, as we start to build our dozens of fans, I think we'll start to get some fan mail in as well, which we can cover. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully. Even if it's just a one-line WhatsApp message, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, thanks. Um, looking forward to the league. And I wish everyone the best of luck.